There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles in for Young Gilly this week. Kelly Bidlin is here. Again, we got producer number eight, five, nine, four and a half, whatever Kelly was claiming earlier. And maybe another one uh, tomorrow. Maybe we'll have Dan Burke. Do you ever get a number? Uh, six. Yeah, I was going to say. He it was six. Number, right? yeah. yeah, we might. All we need is Mondaka, and we're really having a party then. Wherever Mondaka is at this point. But now with us, uh, our guy Jay Khan, of course, one of the best in the business when it comes covering hockey, of course, uh, co-host of The Point in the Fantasy Hockey Show as well on Sirius XM. Jake, uh, pleasure as always to catch up with you. How are you doing this morning? Great to talk to you guys. Uh, always good, especially on a, on a bit of a holiday Monday here. So yes. I have no show. I'm, I'm kind of like Gil. I'm on vacation today. It's a little vacation. I'm, I get the day off from my show. I'm going to sit back and watch a little hockey and maybe win a couple bets as well. So that's, uh, that's my kind of Monday. Yes. Uh, Kelly had to notify me today uh, that, it was, uh, that it was President's Day today. I, I did not even realize. Uh, did not even realize it's, it. It's family it's day. It's family here, day up so in Canada. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take uh, whatever they want to call it. We'll take it. <laughs> so, Jake, where does family day rank in the See, Canadian there we go. holidays? This is what I was trying well, to figure out earlier. Yeah, we could do a rankings list. It's it's nowhere near the top though, Kelly. But uh, maybe <laughs> next time I'll come on. I'll, okay. I'll actually rank them for you. But I don't think it's going to be too close to the top for me. I, man, there we go. I, I like that. Uh, with the, the U.S. here again, President's Day, and then. Uh, Actually, a, a, a wholesome holiday in Canada with family day. We need a family day in, in the U.S., Kelly. Really yeah. do need that. Um, J- uh, Jake, uh, I, I want to ask you before we get into tonight's card and some future bets you have, just your thoughts on the Ryan O'Reilly deal uh, for the Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs. Uh, a pretty good debut uh, over the weekend for O'Reilly uh, in Toronto. Yeah, I would I would say it was a great debut. Uh, you know, a couple of games. Obviously, last night's game didn't go well for the Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. losing to the Blackhawks as huge favorites in that game. But I would say, in terms of an individual fit, he he looked really good. And I think for the the issue for me or the concern for me with Ryan O'Reilly this year was his health. You know, early in the season, watching him, he did not look like the same player that we were used to. And then he went on injured reserve for about a month. He came back, played a couple games with the Blues before getting traded. And I think the Leafs saw enough in those two games where they could pull the trigger and feel comfortable about where his game is at. And he is just an elite top-end playoff performer, Conn Smythe Trophy winner when the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. So I think from a Leafs perspective, now it's now or never. Like, you, you have to push in 
some chips to the middle with this core group of players with Matt, with Austin Matthews contract coming up at the end of next year, William Nylander as well. You got to give it a go over this year and next year to try to win with this core and bringing in a veteran piece like Ryan O'Reilly that stabilizes both the center ice position. You can move him to the wing. He's very versatile. And don't forget about Nola Chari in that deal as well. He scored. I think he's kind of an afterthought to a lot of people, but he's going to fill in nice on that bottom six for the Maple Leafs. And uh, they didn't have to give up any players off the roster. So I would score a, a win for Kyle Dubas in the Leafs. I really like that deal for them. Jake, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about futures here. We're a little under two months to go. In the regular season, before we get to the greatest tournament there is in professional sports, what are you looking at right now as we, we again, people are off of football now and looking for other futures to hop in on? Yeah, I know we're all a little fired up for March Madness, which mm -hmm. is around the corner. I'm mm -hmm. sure you boys will be all over that as well. And then after that, we get the, the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is just the best. It, it's amazing every single year. And if, if you look at it, like there is a, a total, I don't know if I've ever seen an imbalance like this in the NHL, at least for, for, for a very long time, where the Eastern Conference is just so stacked. You can make a case that the five or maybe even six best teams in the league are all in the Eastern Conference right now. Now, you might say, okay, what, what about Colorado? The Avs just aren't the same team from last year. Now, they're still getting a lot of respect on the odds board, as they should, because I think people are assuming that eventually they're going to figure it out. Actually, they're going to get healthy. And I do think they're still the team to beat in the West. I just don't think it's going to be anywhere close to as easy as it was for them last year, where they just ran through everybody. So if the Avs are going to win the cup again or get to a cup final, they got to go six, seven games. They're going to have to grind it out. I got one from the East, one number from the East that I really like, and one number from the West. In the East, you may have heard about this team. They're called the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've been to three straight Stanley Cup finals. And for some reason, they've slipped you know, well below Toronto. I, I think maybe the O'Reilly deal has something to do uh, with a prop up in the number. There is a bit of a Leafs tax as well. People like to bet Toronto. Leafs fans like to get their future ticket in that, as we know, loses every single year. So give me Tampa at 12 to one rather than the Leafs at eight or nine to one for a team that just beat them in the first round last year. Uh, towards the top of the board, I, I think that Tampa number stands out to me quite a bit as a team that's been there before, that lost last year, that might have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder this year, and is still a, a heck of a hockey team with the best goaltender in the world. So I like Tampa at 12-1. to 1. And on the western side of the bracket, the Winnipeg Jets just continue to get disrespected. They're having a great season. They have a Vesna-caliber goaltender in Connor Hellebuck as well. But yet they're 28-1. to 1. And looking at the odds board, you're seeing teams like Calgary, who aren't even in a playoff spot at 20-1, to 1. Pittsburgh who's really struggling right now at 25 to one. Uh, the, the Jets are stable. They're in a playoff spot. They're not going anywhere. They probably finished somewhere in that two, three matchup in the central division. And as I said, the West is extremely gettable this year. So the Jets are worth a look for me. And even if you want a little piece on the, the Pacific side of the bracket, I don't mind the LA Kings uh, in the mid thirties range as well. Jake, how, how many teams do you think legitimately have a chance to win the Stanley cup? Well, th this is a good question because I think in the East, you actually do have six. You have a big six. It's Tampa, Boston, Toronto in that Atlantic division. In the Metro, you've got Carolina, the New Jersey Devils, and the New York Rangers. I think all six of those teams have a legit claim. You're going to get your two wildcard teams in the East. I don't think they have much of a shot because they're going to face Carolina or Boston in the first round. I, I don't see that either of those series going longer than maybe five to six games. So I see six teams in the East that all have a legit shot. And as I said, I mean, someone's got to make it out uh, of the Western conference. Right. And I really do think you can make a case for a lot of these teams. 
But ultimately, I think the matchup is is going to be pretty lopsided in the Stanley Cup final, that whoever comes through the East is going to be significantly better than whoever comes through the West. So, Kelly, to answer your question, I, I would probably put the number around 10. It's a it's a pretty deep pool this year in terms of teams that I actually think could have a legit, legit claim to winning the Cup. It's not like last year where Colorado was just clearly the better team. And I, I, you know, I, think, I think we can all agree Boston is the best team in the league right now, and they deserve to be the favorite. But just look at the at the path that they're going to have to go through in the Eastern Conference. It will not be easy for the Bruins, even though I do think they are the best team in the league. Well, some of those playoff matchups in the East right now, the, both of the two threes are juicy as heck. You get the rematch, oh, yeah. the rematch with Toronto and Tampa as of right now, and that is, I would that would be stunning if that does not happen based off the way the standings are. And then uh, you can party like uh, 2012 again, the Devils and the Rangers. Uh, uh, a potential uh, cross-the-border <laughs> matchup with the Devils and Rangers uh, coming uh, in the Metro. Jay Con with us right now, co-host of The Point on Sirius XM and the Fantasy Hockey Show as well. Uh, Jake, I- I'll leave it to you here. The uh, A shorter Monday card. What are you gravitating towards here today? Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty chalk-heavy card. I'm not going to lie, guys. So it, it's difficult, right? And, and you know, you I don't love to parlay favorites together in the NHL, although it's, it's been a little bit more profitable this year than it has in previous years, because a lot of times the favorites just do come through and we get to this time of the year where you get teams that are rebuilding going up against teams that we just talked about that are in cup contention. And those teams that are in cup contention just tend to win. Like we're seeing, a, I believe Florida's at minus 425 for their game against the Ducks this afternoon. Boston's up close to that same price as well against the Ottawa Senators. So, look, these are heavy favorites. I like these teams to win. In terms of, of a play, though, on the card, um, I, I will go to the last game, the Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins. We just saw these two teams play, and, and when we're talking about teams fighting for a wild card spot, these are two of those teams in the East right now. So this game should have a little bit of a playoff feel to it. They just played on Friday. The Islanders won that game. It was a high-scoring game. It was 5-4. I like another higher scoring game or at least a game that we can get to, you know, four, two, maybe, maybe four, three, something in that range. My only concern is, is Ilias Roken for the Islanders. He's a great goaltender, but I, I think this game means a lot to Pittsburgh. They've lost a couple games in a row here. They're going to push the pace. So I expect this, the Pens to be able to find a way to score a couple and Pittsburgh cannot defend right now. They give up shots on goal. Like it's going out of style. So I, I do think the Islanders are going to be able to find the offense in this game. And it, again, you know, on that shots on goal topic, you can target Islanders. I, I'm basically targeting anybody that's playing the Pittsburgh Penguins for shots right now because they they give up, you know, they tend to give up 30 to 35 shots basically every single game. So that's how I'll be playing this one. Right now, the Islanders and the Penguins are tied for the seven seed in the Eastern Conference, but the Penguins have four games in hand. So the Penguins, uh, with a distinct advantage, even though they are currently tied in the standings. Uh, he's Jay Khan. Again, you can find him on the tweets at jhan4. Uh, an off day for him today, but you'll hear him tomorrow on Sirius XM. Jake, a pleasure as always. Oh, yeah. We got lots to talk about tomorrow from the weekend uh, in the NHL. So tune in. Always great to join you guys. It's, it's fun breaking it down. And, hey, have a good uh, holiday Monday. Hopefully I'll be talking to you guys again soon. Uh, you as well. Again, a family day north of the border, President's Day here in the U.S. Uh, Jake Hahn, everyone. Uh, Kelly, again, you had to notify me that it was President's Day today. Yeah, I, I, I did know not until, know. I didn't know until this morning when I was <laughs> going to look up Canadian holidays. I, I, I didn't even know. I love the SOG bets always yes. from Jake Hahn because I don't know about you, Jeff, but when I'm sitting there watching a hockey game, all I'm doing is yelling at the TV for someone to shoot the puck. So, you know, if you can bet to get some overs uh, on, on the Sogs, that's a fun bet to root home. You and every other person that's in attendance in that game is yelling, shoot the puck. <laughs> shoot! Shoot it!
Shoot it. It's going to ricochet off <laughs> something. Are you going to rebound? Like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> you and every other hockey fan. That's that's, that's great. Uh, we have, we do have a pro tip from the last hour. Uh, and uh, look, it's uh, it's NBA draft betting because it's never too early for that. It's a, It may not be a sexy bet to make, but uh, Victor Weminyama to be the first player drafted in this year's NBA draft is going to be really tough to lose. Uh, so, uh, look, it doesn't matter. It's minus 40,000. As long as he makes it there uh, in one piece, he's going to be the first overall pick. And, again, I'm not saying if uh, you have $4, don't go out and bet it. But if you have the bankroll and you have it, you're willing to have it tied up for four months, it go ahead. We, we talk about these Go bets. Ahead. We talk, talk about these bets we see all the time about people just trying to score free drinks and stuff. This might be one of them. This is, this, is the definite, this, this is the drink ticket bet. Yeah. I, I, no argument for me on that one. Uh, all right. We're going to talk some golf next. Masters two months away. Mr. Bidlin apparently made some Masters bets. So we're going to get those from Kelly next here on a numbers game. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, the NBA, or college hoops, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Happy to be with you this morning. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin's here as well. 589, 589. That's our producer numbers. We're all here. Don't confuse me. I had Matt Brown all last week. He's doing Canadian conversions during this read every time. Well, I'm, <laughs> some, things, some things at the network don't change. 
And Matt Brown trying to convert currency while on yeah. the air is one thing that will never change. Yep. Kelly, uh, we, we've been teasing it for a little bit now, but now we get to it. John Rahm at the Genesis at Riviera gets it done yet again. I, I will say this. I, well, one thing I want to take away before we get to the Rahm stuff, which obviously he's already got three wins this year. Watching Max Homa turn into a legitimate top seven player in the world has been a lot of fun over the last few months, Kelly. Yeah, it has. It really has. So, he's, he's he's right there. I mean, he's right there. It's 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 Rom at the top right now. Rory and Scheffler probably a half step back, and then it's every, anybody else you want to include in that conversation on that next step down. Max Home is Home in is that there. conversation. Home is there. Uh, almost hold out. Right way to do it at the end, but Ken Kelly, this has just been for a guy who has always been immensely talented, and and at times has put it together for stretches. And then something would happen, and he would lose it for a little bit. And now, look, he, he somehow was not number one. Finally reclaimed that after the win yesterday. But now we're getting to the point where John Rahm's numbers are just going to be silly low. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter. Because, yes, no one's ever going to be Tiger at his peak. He will never be. No one will ever be that. But these numbers are going to be ridiculously shallow for the re- at least the rest of this calendar year on John Rahm. Yeah, now. it's going to be interesting. I mean, you'll remember those. If anybody remembers last golf season, was there was the event in Mexico he played in that had a a smaller limited field. He was he went off as about a three to one favorite. There was no one in and that there, field. Any one. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I mean, Jeff, if if he was playing in the Honda Classic this week, I would love to know what his odds would be. It'd be like plus one twenty or something on John Rahm to win it. Uh, Song JM is going to go go off there as the favorite at about uh, plus eight fifty at DraftKings right now. Oh, uh, he's it's not just PGA Tour, right? He has won. John Rahm has won five of his last nine starts worldwide. What he's doing right now is absolutely sensational. Um, can't take anything away from him. Look, it just we, we've talked a lot a lot about it on this show over the past you know month. Uh, or even longer makes outright betting in golf a lot more a, a lot trickier. It's a it's a different approach you need to take. Um, I'm I don't necessarily believe this. Is, I feel like I've gotten a lot of stupid Twitter wars on this recently. But no, I, I don't believe Twitter wars. No yeah, way. Yeah, I know, right? I, no, I don't believe the smart thing to do is continuously to bet John Rahm at six to one or whatever numbers we're going to see him at in tournaments. Other guys are good enough on this tour to beat him. You are going to lose money in the long run. If you do, if you bet that way every single week, so it'd be nice uh, if people stop tweeting that like, "Hey, just bet John Rom every week." Um, <laughs> it's not like, it's not it's not a winning strategy throughout the course of a season. Uh, however, I think if you do, you got to remember there are other bets to make. A lot of shops offer without prices, winner without guys. Um, that will take Rom out of the equation. I think you are in a situation right now where Pat, uh, with Patrick Patrick Hanley, that John Rom is playing that well on tour that you have to consider. Consider things like that. Otherwise, it's dial down the outright betting, focus more on tournament matchups, top tens, top twenties, that kind of stuff, which I've been doing a lot, uh, a lot recently. Look, it was nice. I had Homa and Cantlay uh, yesterday in that final round, so it was another tough beat. Uh, but look, it was a great, it, it was a great uh, uh, tournament for myself. I was able to get in Rom heavy live yesterday afternoon when he was down a stroke to Homa. Um, so that was nice. Ended up being a great week with Keith, Keith Mitchell getting that first-round leader bet uh, home for me. Uh, I, I do think this is the time. This is what we were teasing before, Jeff. I'm starting to look at the Masters odds. A lot of people ask me questions about Masters bets in December and January, and it's 
it's just not even something I'm even considering at that point. I'm barely considering it now. I, I, I do so much of my, of my golf betting is based off of recent form from different stretches of time periods that their play heading into the Masters is going to influence a lot of my bets. So uh, as far as ones that you can make right now, Jeff, I think this is a good time to start number shopping. And if there are guys that you think are good enough to win this tournament that you can find at real off-market prices, then I think there's bets you can make. And, and, and what I'll bring up is you're going to see the live season get under underway this week or restart or whatever they're doing. I don't even know. Where, where are on. they playing this week? They're in Mexico, Mayacoba. Uh, okay. They'll be playing this week. Um, the two bets that I made are actually uh, with guys um, – that uh, I have Brooks Kepka, <laughs> 99 to 1. I know, I just lost him. Thank you, I said. Uh, no, I, well, it's interesting, Kelly, real quick. That, yeah. Again, is Paul Casey already in the field? Yes. He is already in the I field. I believe he is. Yes, I believe <laughs> That's a wild So there are a couple. That is something I picked up on when I was yeah. shopping around, Jeff. I'm glad you brought that up. Because one of the reasons why I went to go shop some of these Masters odds was to look at guys like Max Homa and then Jason Day, who continues to play incredibly well. Jason Day currently not qualified for the Masters. Um, could he be by the time that we get there? Yeah, he could be. But right now, he's not qualified for the Masters. So a lot of these bets, you might—I mean, if you if you make them, you might want to ask the shop first how what's going to happen. They should just be canceled if they're not in the field. Um, but yeah, that what I ended up doing is just shopping around last night. Paul Casey six hundred one. Both these I made at Circa here in town. So if you're in Vegas, uh, that's where to find these at. But you're going to see Kepka listed at. 35 to 1 a lot of places to win uh the Masters right around that number so 99 to 1 with a guy that look he's had health issues over the past couple years there's no doubt about that he's not in prime Brooks form um but this is still a guy that I think can go out there if he's healthy and contend with some of these best guys in the world. Right now, DraftKings kept a 35 to 1. So this is all I'm talking about. I'm not really talking about there's no stats that I'm going off of like I'm going off of with weekly golf betting breakdowns. This is mainly just numbers shopping on guys that have decent history uh, history at the Masters. Paul Casey's a guy who has played well uh, at the Masters before. He's someone that you will find, you will find in the uh like 80 to 1 at DraftKings right now. Or mainly, a lot of times in the triple digits, but not a 600 to one. So that was a bet I had to make on a guy that I bet at the Masters before. Again, both these guys have had uh, at least years where they've been successful at that tournament. And we know the Masters is a lot about course history. So this is one This is one that's a little bit easier to make at, uh, bets ahead of time than any of the other majors. But that's... Uh, that's where I went with so far, Jeff. And who knows how many will I add in the next couple weeks? I don't know. Mo mo most of my bets for that tournament will still be week of or the week before. But this is a time I think you can start shopping numbers, though, and at least try to catch some ones that are a bit off. Why do you, again, like 600 to 1 on a guy who, again, I don't think Paul Casey is going to win the Masters. Yeah. But 600 to 1, that's reserved for the guys who have no, no chance. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, look. That's it's, a little nuts. It is a, uh, it's a, it is one of the great things about, you know, you often hear me complain about golf betting in Las Vegas, but we do have different shops that hang a lot of different outright numbers that you're right. just not going to find uh, anywhere you, else. You're not going to find anywhere else. And Circa, we bring up all the time with the incredible, the the small hold percentage that they keep on their golf betting 
it allows you to find stuff like this. And look, they take, I think, Westgate, Circa. You have really sharp golf guys there that put their opinions into these numbers a bit more. So they really think that Ball Casey really has no chance. I, I think Senator one, I'm going to give him a small chance, show him a little love in this tournament. Oh, it only needs to happen one out of 600 times, right, Kelly? That's right. <laughs> You know, it's, it is going to be fascinating, this lead-up to the Masters this year, because, again, Kelly, I will say this. The new PGA structure with these super events has really already been fun. We saw it at Waste Management last week, or two weeks ago, obviously, this past week. Got the extra juice because Tiger showed up. And in all honesty, by the way, look, Tiger's not going to win a tournament on tour this year. But Tiger did look significantly better than I would have thought. Over the weekend. He was awesome. He looked significantly better. Again, it's a shame. He, it's a shame he can't really walk at this point because he's still hitting the ball great. Part of the reason he fall off is because his legs just aren't there. Yeah, he uh, yeah he brought up. I thought it was it was interesting every time listening to him talk after rounds this week because li- listening to him talk about um, I mean, look, people getting excited about how great he looked, and even he admitted he's just his plan for the rest of his career is going to be to play the majors. He hopes to play the majors. And anything else he can sprinkle in around that, it's not going to be much. But anything he can, he kind of just takes as a bonus. Um, and look, Genesis Invitational, his his foundation attached with it. This is a tournament I think you can expect to see him at. Mm-hmm. But, Jeff, I, I'm with you, man. Like, every, I, I was very impressed with Tiger. His game looking sharp. Uh, he admitted, you know, he's still working on some things off the tee, kind of only going back to the one shot that he's kind of been able to hit his entire career. So some things to work on still for him that, that health is going to be a factor with. But, man, oh, you, I mean, this is a great Look, look, look. I mean, he almost lost his leg two years ago, and he's out there. Pretty impressive regardless. Hey, we're going to talk to Tom Byrne, Mad Dog Radio, NBA Talk with Tom Byrne next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Split bets. There we go. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DK odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way to v is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out the betting splits today for every game. v See, Kelly, that's, that's one of the things from primetime action that has stayed and is still good. Yeah, so it used to be Matt Brown that would do it. I, I, it's got to be you, though. though. I, was, I was saying this last week. The first time Gil did that read when I was when I was sitting here, he kind of looked at me and was like, are you going to do it or not? I'm like, all right, well, I just did it. <laughs> so now, now, now it's been every show. Well, hey, look, you, you, you got to do it, Kelly. It's, it, it, is, it, is a requ- it is a requirement, a requirement of the show in order to do that now. Now with us, though, uh, you can hear him on Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM. Tom Byrne going to join us right now. Tom, a uh, pleasure as always. How are you doing this morning? Doing well. It's a little downtime here. Game's off until Thursday, so I'm kind of twiddling my thumbs with nothing to do other than that. Doing well. Tom, what are your what were your thoughts on All Star Weekend as a whole? It was all right. The game stunk, but I'm okay with the game not being great. It's it's a celebration to the players. It is what it is. I mean, at this stage, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. As long as they give you the effort. Now, load management's a problem, and Adam Silver's commentary Saturday was an absolute disgrace. Uh, but, you know, as long as they give it the effort during the year and in the postseason, which they will, obviously, I'm cool with it. I thought the dunk contest 
thanks to Mac McClung, was phenomenal. Three-point contest, and you can miss me with the skills competition, the Friday night stuff. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> skills competition, we were talking about it earlier, the new format of the skills competition, because before they went to this team format, it was one of the best betting opportunities of the year, because the big guys were undervalued. Bam and, and, and Sabonis won back-to-back years, and now all of a sudden it's uh, – it's not the same, but uh, regardless, eh, kind of the same thoughts that I had overall. Uh, Tom, just uh, before we get uh, into macro things, uh, Russell Westbrook look, look, looking like he's going to go to the Clippers officially. I, does this does this move the needle at all to the positive or actually a negative for LAC? It's a great question. I don't think it helps him. How negative it might be remains to be seen. If you can kind of staggers minutes, and I'm sure Ty Lue will look to do that. So, in other words, when Kawhi just wants to have a night off disgracefully or Paul George can't play because he's always battling injuries, Russ on certain nights can still carry you offensively. The thing that killed the Lakers is that you can't put Russ in the corner. Stylistically, he was always going to be a lousy fit with LeBron. So, when they initiate the high pick and roll, what do you do with rest? Now he's in, a, he's in the corner? I mean, that's the last thing you want is him in the corner. Nobody's going to close out too hard on Russ. We know he's great at attacking the closeout and get him to the rim, but nobody's going to close out hard because they want him to shoot that three. With the Clippers, I'd imagine, it'll give him more opportunity to handle the basketball and initiate the offense. But I don't think it helps him much. Look at any respectable points for one other metric. Russell Westbrook just doesn't move the needle anymore. I like that he goes to the Clippers, though, guys, because we're going to get at least one game here where he's going to go mano with mano a few times with LeBron James, and apparently the vibes in that locker room are real bad thanks to Russ, who everybody loves except any Lakers. Because he just did not like that situation at all. He and LeBron were not even on talking terms, if you believe some reports. So I'll be, I'll be on top of that matchup like you wouldn't believe. In terms of moving the needle as far as the Clippers' championship aspirations are concerned, nah, that doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, Tom, this feels like more of a of a the rest night fill-ins for Kawhi Paul George for me. Jeff and yeah. I were talking about it a bit earlier. And I just don't even know how much he's going to be in the rotation come the playoffs. Do you agree? I agree. And then what's his mindset at that point? Because the reason the eyes were so bad in the Lakers locker room is because he wasn't getting the time that he wanted. Now, eventually he acquiesced to their demands and he came off the bench, but he obviously wasn't in a great mood about it on a nightly basis. And so to your point, if they ask him to come off the bench, what, all of a sudden he's going to be all right with that because it's Ty Lue? I don't buy that. So, yeah, I think there is a little risk here for the Clippers who – I've made a lot of moves here, and I get it because, you know, Paul George is Paul George, Kawhi is Kawhi, but the guys around them had not played well or fit well with those two stars at all, so they felt like they had to make sweeping changes. I just don't know that any of these changes really improve their prospects all too much. I know they're the ultimate wild card out west, but I still put Denver, Memphis, and Phoenix, and probably Dallas is right there. I don't know about Dallas's fit, though, with Doncic and Kyrie. I know everybody thinks they're going to stink. That's not true. They're better with Kyrie, let's be honest. I mean, he's tough to take, but they are better. Uh, but I don't see the Clippers making the sustained run in the postseason. A lot of people assume they will. Tom, uh, the, the current playing teams in the West are New Orleans, Minnesota, Golden State, and Oklahoma City. Obviously, there's health concerns with New Orleans and Golden State, Zion and Steph, mm-hmm. respectively. But uh, of those four teams in, in what is already a compact Western Conference to begin with, which of those four do you think could possibly make the most noise if they were to make it into the field of eight? I mean, Golden State. They're terrible on the road, but they are the defending champions, and they have a top-ten player in history of the sport, arguably. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. Now, they, again, they stink on the road. They got to figure that out. Last year was one of the greatest runs you'll ever see because Steph is a guy who's got to carry so much weight. Clay Thompson's not the old Clay Thompson. Still says Thompson on the back of his jersey, but that old Clay Thompson doesn't show up all that consistently. Even even Draymond Green, not the old. You're not going to see Draymond hit seven threes in a game seven again. I can promise you that. And so, you know, they're limited to a great extent. I did like the trade for Gary Payton a second. It was big. Him and Otto Porter were bigger than people think in that run they had. But obviously, it doesn't look like he's 40 times soon. But if they're giving me the options you gave me, I know New Orleans got off at a good start. I can't trust Zion to ever remain healthy. If they're giving me those options, you still got to lean Golden State's way. They have the medal to get it done in the big moments. I don't think they will, but if they're my options, then I, I think I take the Warriors there. Tom Byrne with us right now. You can hear him on Mad Dog Radio on Sirius XM. Uh, Tom, I just, just want to ask you this because we saw the Tim Bontemps straw poll last week where Jokic was the number one option yet again looking potentially yeah. at a third straight MVP, <laughs> amazingly enough. So I'll, I'll phrase it this way. If it's not Jokic winning the MVP, who would it be at this point? Great question. Maybe Luka or Embiid. You know, it's funny the way it works. It's almost like the writers now are like us. They're looking at the analytics, right? Because mm-hmm. any points for one of the metric worth its salt loves Nikola Jokic. And I do follow them. I'm not a slave to the stat sheet, but that's more important than traditional numbers for sure. So I actually have no no problem with it. But it is strange if you would like to see Nikola Jokic make a long run in the postseason, in fairness, at some point. I think it's interesting what happened last night, though, guys. I mean, what happened? First of all, Joel Embiid, shockingly, was not even voted as a starter. He was the first pick overall. First of all, you can't do this in Pennsylvania where I am. Uh, but I know some books, and I should have looked offshore, I guess, but they had 8-1 to as Embiid being the first pick. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a steal. I mean, I mean, he was the first overall pick by Giannis a couple years ago. He was the first overall pick last year by Kevin Durant, and Durant can't stand him. So what made us think that he wouldn't be the number one pick again? It's funny. The players all think Embiid's the MVP. Voters all think it's Jokic. Jokic was the second-to-last pick last night. I love Embiid, but I also have no issue in Jokic getting a third consecutive MVP. And so I wasn't surprised to see that Bontep stroll uh, piece that he always comes out with every year. I mean, you can't bet him. There's no value at the number. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do think that he is your MVP in all likelihood. And Tom, that, that's funny. I picked up on the same thing last night with the I, the Embiid, the Jokic one stand stood out to me even more. Where it's just, man, this is a guy we're talking about being an odds-on favorite to win the MVP award right now, and this guy's going right. second to last in this draft. They're doing amongst the players. I I do think it is an I- I- interesting uh, read into maybe how the players view these guys uh, and really, really who they think is the MVP and what you know, best players in this yeah. league. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know where the betting value is, but I do think it's something to keep in mind at least as as we as we look at MVP down the stretch here. I, I agree. Yeah, that was fascinating last night. I mean, it was the second to last pick. We're not even one hundred percent sure he was going to be that pick because he just kind of walked on LeBron's team. And could somebody tell Kyrie Irving, by the way, to stop throwing alley oops to Nikola Jokic? I mean, he can't jump <laughs> over a phone book. How many alley oops is Kyrie Irving that moron going to throw to Nikola Jokic? I mean, my God, was he doing it on purpose to embarrass him? And by the way, Kyrie, you're not you're not Nikola Jokic, by the way. So that better not be the case. Uh, but yeah, that was amazing. Let's let's be fair. If the players voted like they did back in the day, look at 1975. We all know Rick Barry should have been the MVP. They gave it to Bob McAdoo because he's a nice guy. Everybody couldn't stand Rick Barry. He was an ass. You know, now it's all about the voters 
who are the writers, the players don't really have a say. It would be totally different the way these MVPs turn out if they did it the old school way. Maybe they need to find a happy medium and split the responsibility. Who knows? It would be an interesting thought process. And again, like you said, Embiid, uh, MB, to me, Embiid's the, the second or third most talented guy in the league. And and uh, at yeah. some point, he'll get his MVP. It just may not be this year. Yet again, with Jokic, you get a minus 250 favorite at DraftKings. He's Tom Byrne. You can hear him on Mad Dog Radio on the tweets at one Tom Byrne as well. Tom, pleasure as always. Thank, for, thank you for being with us this morning. No worries. I love the show, guys. Anytime. Absolutely. Good to catch up with Tom Byrne. Uh, Kelly, got some college hoops to look at in the next segment. A big one in Fort Worth. Kansas tries to get revenge on TCU for TCU beating them in the fog earlier in the year. We break that one down next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credit like bonus bets, bet insurance tokens, and plenty more. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that will be used towards dining, shows, hotel rooms, and over 20 MGM Resorts properties on the Las Vegas Strip and Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program. Sign up today with BetMGM or log on to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Must be 21 or older to place a wager. New and existing cause. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. That's all the time we have on a numbers game here today. No, I'm kidding. We got one more segment. I'm Jeff Parles. Kelly Bidlin here as well. Happy to be with you. Kelly Bidlin's getting ready for March Madness. We're under a month away. From the first weekend of March Madness. By the way, Bidlin, 
St. Patrick's Day is the Friday of the NCAA tournament this year. Oof, this town's going to be. Which is always. Bingo. So it, it, basically it happens every few years where it falls on, on the Friday or Saturday. Uh, that Yes, that's how the calendar works, Jeff, of course. Um, but that's always how, how it goes. Those those years where it falls on the Friday or Saturday, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is, uh, it is a mess. It is a mess hey, it's here. fun if you can partake in the uh, in the festivities. That's a fun Friday. Yes, it is. A, it, is a, it is an interesting if Friday. If you have to try to traverse uh, Las Vegas and work, it's a little bit more well, interesting. You know, you know what the thing is? Uh, I'll be able to figure it out. I'll have most of the day on that day um, to watch the games. I just have to figure out what's the most sensical place to watch the game. That's always the biggest problem with the first week of March Madness, Kelly. Figuring out the right place to watch where you can actually get a seat. And not have uh, a month's salary go to that seat. Yep. That's uh, usually how that one works. All right, college hoops tonight. Uh, we'll start. We'll start in Morgantown. We'll start in Morgantown. That's fine with me. Oklahoma State and West Virginia. West Virginia playing a little bit better, even though uh, they did lose on Saturday to Texas Tech. By the way, Kelly, I had Texas Tech first half. They lose the first half by one. They win the game outright. Of course. Uh, that's exactly how that works. I don't think West Virginia is as safely in as bracketology places have had them in recently. I don't think they should be in the tournament right now. They need to win at least. I think they need to go two and two at least down the stretch. And it starts tonight. You got to beat Oklahoma State, who is in the tournament right now. And I think they deserve to be in 16 11 overall, 7 and 7 in the Big 12, which the Big 12 is as good as it's ever been. Oklahoma State was smashed in Fort Worth by TCU. Over the weekend, which, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They are playing they are playing great basketball when Mike Miles is on the floor, and he will be on the floor tonight against Kansas. I have nothing on this game. I know Kelly Bidlin has no plays on this game. Yeah, nothing for me. Nothing here. for me. I will say this. If West Virginia gets out big and you can get a bloated number in game on the Cowboys, that's that would be the way I would play this one tonight. That is the way I would play it tonight. So no pre-flop. With Oak State and West Virginia. But if you get a bloated number on the Pokes in game, no problem there. Kansas and TCU late will go there next. I know everyone's waiting for my take on Louisville and Duke. Louisville won a game on Saturday, Kelly. Yeah. It beat Clemson and hopefully not Clemson off the onto the wrong side of the bubble. Uh Kansas, though, on Is the road. That game's on ESPN tonight, I believe, too. What? Right? It's Duke, of course. I know. Like that's incredible. It's just of course. Come on now. What, what are they like 20 point favorites? I think it was 17 and a half. 17 and a half? That's incredible. You know, 17 and a half? I think yeah, this right. is a big one tonight. The Kansas TCU. TCU down a half point here at the uh, at the South. Yeah. I was two when we talked to Jim. I'm curious to see how this line moves through the day. It's basically one and a half. No, not basically. It is one and a half everywhere now. It was two on the overnights. TCU with Mike Miles is one of the seven best teams in the country to me, Kelly. I am very high on them with a healthy Mike Miles. Okay. Because you then get an elite guard and a guy who can get to the rim and a guy who can score. They are very dangerous, this TCU team. The problem, they, the, the biggest reason that a lot of people don't believe in them is they are a horrible three-point shooting team, which, honestly, when you're a horrible three-point shooting team and you make threes like they did at the Fog in the first half, it's usually going to go very well for you. And that was the that was probably the most amazing result of the college basketball season so far this year was TCU going on the road to the fog up ten at halftime. Uh, Eddie Lampkin uh, twisted his ankle in the at the end of the first half. That was a pretty significant Kansas second half bet for me, and I got walloped. 
Won a game by 23 at the Fog. Kansas never gets pummeled at home. You're not even a college basketball guy, and you know that. Mm-hmm, yep. It is a revenge spot. I think that's part of the reason it's as short as it is. I'm not going to bet it right now. I want to see how this looks through the day. I did. Kansas did pop in my numbers as an underdog. I don't love it because of what Jim Root said earlier in the show, where it is a bad spot for Kansas. Kelly, uh, if you outscore someone by 30 in the second half, it usually goes well for you. That's what happened for Kansas on Saturday. Down double digits at the half against Baylor. Come back and win the game and cover all numbers with ease. Outscoring by 29 in the second half. Only two days. Flip around on the road. Tough place to play uh, at the new Dickies Arena in, in Fort Worth. It is, it's no play for me. Even though my numbers pop Kansas. I just don't love the spot for KU tonight. And also, as we talked about earlier, Kelly, the best national championship result for college hoops this year, Kansas is number one for me. And actually, the next second best result is TCU. So if these two teams play in the championship in Houston in, in a little over a month, I'll be uh, I'll be sitting back nicely. Okay, be very nice if that's the case. Kansas minus one twenty five to win the Big Twelve regular season uh, conference. Right now, they are tied with Texas, ten and four apiece. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I hear what you're saying. It, it, tough, tough spot yeah. on, uh, after that big game on on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, every one of these games in this conference right now feels like a, a must-win if you're near the top, right? Texas's schedule end the season real quick. They're plus 150 currently tied with Kansas to win the Big 12. Texas's schedule is host Iowa State, legitimate top 20 team. At Baylor and Waco, legitimate top 15 team. At TCU, I think they're a legitimate top 10 team when healthy. Mm-hmm. And in Kansas. <laughs> So you're saying there might be something on that minus, some value on that minus 125 on Kansas? That is brutal. That is brutal. That was a killer result, by the way, if you had Baylor to win the Big 12 regular season because you were up double digits at halftime against Kansas and then get wiped in the second half. By the way, not like Baylor's schedule is easy either. You want Baylor's schedule as the rest? This is just ridiculous how good this conference is, Kelly. Yeah. Baylor's at Kansas State tomorrow night. Texas, their final or, or their next to last home game at Oklahoma State, where Gallagher Ibe is a difficult place to play, and the Pokes are good. And Iowa State, the conference is hellacious. It's hellacious how good it is. All right, and so how K- difficult it is. Kansas remains with TCU tonight, then West Virginia at home, K- Texas Tech at home, and then on the road at Texas. So you basically have those is that, two. Is that middle, minus one twenty-five not a good bet then? I, based off the remaining schedules, it's solid. I don't love those type of bets. But you basically have, to me, I think Texas Tech and West Virginia are the two worst teams in the league. I know Oklahoma's currently 10th, but I think Oklahoma's better than both of those two teams. So you're getting the two worst teams in the conference at home. That's a pretty good draw. So yeah. minus 125 is not bad, Kelly. Not too bad. Yeah, I, would say, I guess, I guess, I guess we, we have so few games remaining, right, that you do have to start thinking about it this way where that might be a – you know, for someone like you, if you end up going on that game tonight, it might be a little bit of a correlated play. Yeah. Right? If you're going to play them to win that game well, tonight. Well, if, like if Kansas wins tonight, they're winning the conference regular season. Okay. They're winning So, it. yeah, then you yeah. should definitely Then you should it. definitely do it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, I know. I, we're, we're, we're all saying the same there you thing. Go. Uh, one bet tonight I do like, Kelly. You ready for this one? What you got? Cal Poly plus the 11 and a half against UC Irvine. Love it. There we go. 
Uh, Cal, uh, Cal Poly, again, is really not any good. Their metrics are terrible. Uh, they can't really they can't really score. They're on a 15-game losing streak, Cali. Whew. Man, they're not going to win. They're not going to win, but I do like them to play this game in single digits. My numbers actually had this at what it opened at, at nine, eight and a half. And it has been a one-way train. Or excuse me, nine, nine and a half. One-way train on the Anteaters tonight. God bless these California schools, you know? Like, yeah. these are, I feel like what the maxion is to college football for betters, these California schools are for college basketball betters. Cal Poly, Cal Poly's last win was against Cal North, Cal State Northridge. Uh, and when was that? That was on December 29th. They were winless in 2023. They should have actually... And what was one sillier results, and this is part of the reason I think the number's been bad like it is, Cal Poly should have beat Irvine two weeks ago. They lost by a one. I think that's part of the reason that people have hammered UC Irvine tonight, but I'll be on the other side. I'm on the Mustangs, plus 11 and a half. Can't wait for them to lose by 25. That's all the time we have today on a numbers game. For Kelly Bidlin, I'm Jeff Piles. We'll see you tomorrow. Lombardi Line is next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.